Welcome to the In My Head podcast, where I share sporadic thoughts that plague my mind in hopes that they'll transform your life. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Today, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, it's actually in reference to a blog that I posted a while back somewhere that's just titled Don't Settle in Hopelessness. But just with everything going on with, you know, the pandemic and things like that, just it seems like every, especially 2020, but everywhere you turn, it's kind of a a whiplash type year. You know, there's something's happening here, something political here, something, you know, just just all these different things. And all, you know, now recently uh, at this recording, you know, it's the stock market deal. It's just so much stuff going on. And um and so one of the things that I just really kind of want to tackle is just this thing of don't settle in like hopelessness. I know it's real easy to listen to people and, you know, it's it's real easy to listen to people as far as like that's doom and gloom and just kind of that thing of, uh, you know, that's that's their message. And like it's real. It's, it's just so easy just to jump on that negative bandwagon. Uh, but one of the things that happens is when we when we do that and we allow ourselves to become hopeless is that hopelessness is actually uh, it's the breeding ground for fear. So it's real easy to be more fearful of the future of, of life and, and different things like that when you're hopeless. And so I just want to, I want to share a, a quick story. I was, I don't know if you ever had like reoccurring dreams, but I actually had like reoccurring like on multiple occasions. And I'm sure if I dived in, like I could, you know, figure out where, where it came from. But on multiple occasions, like I would be tormented by nightmares. And I remember one nightmare, um, that I would actually, I was, I, I would wake up in my in my parents' bed with my grandma, and like I would wake up to something going on that was something, some sound that was happening in the closet that was right by the bed, and so I would wake up. My my grandma would still be asleep, and like I would start to walk towards the closet door. Now, pause right there. One thing about the closet door, like my dad like tormented me and older cousins like they tormented me with always saying like you know stuff was in the closet. Like I remember they told me this one. Um, I don't remember what it was. It was like gr- the Green Baby or something like that. It, it was some kind of like horror film or, or something uh, of this of this baby. Like anyway, I was terrified. They said, "Oh, that lived in the closet." And these different things. So like every time, like I would always sleep with my closet door shut, probably until I was like real early or until I moved out around like age fifteen. Uh, but I remember. You know, hearing something in the closet door in this dream, like I would wake up and I would go, and like it would be pitch black, and like these eyes would open up, and then like I would feel something like like an arm like just swing and like hit me, like grab me and pull me in this darkness, and then I would wake up and I would still be in the dream. So I don't know how long I had this dream, but I remember, um, you know, the dream I would wake up in the dream and it would repeat itself, and I would wake up, you know, sweating in in real life. Well. I probably I had this dream for a while, but I remember one time what happened was, is that I actually, when I I got I got it was the last time I ever had this dream, when I got swung by whatever it was in that darkness and it caught me in its arm, I would just start fighting it. So I just started like punching at the darkness. Well, what happened was is like I never had that dream, and, and probably one of the negative things is like at that time like I always always fought too like. Like in in real life, I would always like fight people. I, I, I stopped like running away. I stopped being scared. But one of the things when we decide to not live in you know hopelessness or not get on that negative bandwagon with the bad news and everything, you know what happens is is that we're actually able to um, 
we're actually able to stand. We're actually able to not respond to the fear of other people. And, you know, it, it's real easy because, and, you know, I'm not knocking media completely. You know, there's some, some real good things about, you know, the news and, and just keeping people up to date. Um, but I'm not knocking them completely. But, uh, like, a lot of things which I, I would like to believe and give the benefit of the doubt and say, no way, like, the people who are who, who are in charge of that, they're actually were born like this environment. But it's real easy in a culture where negative news is, you know, kind of constantly programmed into your to your mind, you know. Um, and what I mean by this is that, you know, if you turn on the TV, there's going to be majority negative stories because it, stay, it, it sells, but like all these different negative things. And so what happens is over time, this thing conditions your brain to receive negative news. So now when you go to the doctor and they give you a negative report, it's real easy to say, oh, know what, this is what the doctor said, and that's it. Well, God never intended for us to live like that. So, like, we were never intended to live by bad news. We were, we were, we were intended to live by good news. We were, we were intended to live by from this, this positive place, uh, not this, you know, response to fear. And, you know, because just in general, fear causes so many other things. Well, and, and, and so one of the things is, you know, just being programmed, like, you know, seeing the news, seeing these stores, blah, 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 and all these, like, different deals. What happens is... If if you're not careful, it'll inject hopelessness in you. And when you know when you get hopelessness injected in you, you know, um, which not is it, you. Let me pause right there. It's not just like bad news. You know, hopelessness gets could get into you by let's say you know you get hurt by a person or a certain circumstance where your expectations was one thing and then the reality of it was like a completely different thing. You know that could happen when somebody that should have loved you hurts you. You know just kind of the same thing as expectation but you know and that thing hurts or you you were believing something and it didn't come out the way that you planned or you just went through some kind of hardship uh you know uh, that caused that hopelessness to get in there and you know there, there's actually a saying that I, I hate so much and I, I actually have to you know check myself sometimes because I'll be talking with like a random person and or just something like that and like I always hear this saying, like I, I really believe like it's a lie that just just kind of slips in that hopelessness. But you, you probably heard it. Things are going to get worse before they get better. You know, and it's like what in the world? Why do things have to get worse before they get better? Like I, you know, I, I, I like that you know getting through the struggle because what's on the other end? And like I understand that, but like the way that you're saying, this is just me kind of like thinking to the person, like the way that you're saying, like it's going to get like horrible and. The way that you're talking is going to stay horrible, uh, which isn't necessarily the case. Um, and it's so just kind of being mindful of conversations like that that kind of drop you down to like that hopeless, that hopelessness uh, arena. Because, you know, that hopelessness arena, like I said earlier, is the breeding ground for fear. And when fear gets in your life, you know, there's no hope, there's no peace, there's no joy. It's just you're, you're scared. You don't know what's going to happen. And you're you're not able to embrace the benefits and the beauty of of mystery when you're living in fear uh, and what I mean by that is like there's a lot of there's a lot of beautiful things in life there's a lot of things that we can experience on the side of mystery you know inside of the unknown not really knowing you know there's a part of us and it's just or, or in literally like in our in our brain this survival thing of you know we want to be comfortable you know we want to be in the, the warm but there's there's so much scientific backing and just so much beauty 
and getting uncomfortable. There's so much growth. And so when we learn how to, one of the things, and I said in an earlier podcast, I'm, I'm going to teach on, you know, the reservoir of joy or maybe as a medium post, I'm not sure. But like one of the things when we embrace mystery, when we embrace the unknown, we're actually able to, I call it, set this reservoir of joy. So you could be going through anything. You don't know how you're going to pay for this. You don't know how, you know, this this person is going to get well or you don't you don't know what what's going to work out in this situation. All these different things where anxiety or fear, or all these different things start to jump on you. What happens is when we embrace mystery, when we embrace wonder, when we embrace the unknown the way that God intended for us, we're actually able to pull from a reservoir of joy. And what I mean by that is not necessarily that you're happy uh, giddy the whole time, but you're able to, when you, when you're down, you're able to recount what you've been through or you're able to recount like certain things that actually shift your emotions. And so, like, like I said, it's real easy for hopelessness to, to get in us, but with all like the negative news flowing around, especially nowadays as people, especially 2020, you know, we went to Zoom pretty much the internet just, just, I mean, it's already blown up. It's, it's beautiful and, and growing even more, but there's so many messages going across and everything. Uh, but so one of the things that I just kind of wanted to give you like some real practical, uh, steps on to way to combat hopelessness and, and you could put, you know, slash fear. But one of the things to combat fear and hopelessness is to get hopeful, you know, get filled with hope. And the, and I got three ways for you before I end this to, to do that. Number one is stop feeding on bad and negative news. Everything you read, everything, you, everything we see you know, it's this thing, it does something to us. Even though we think we, we think that we're disconnected over time, what happens is that if you keep be, reading bad reports, it's, it's conditioning your mind just to be uh, impacted by those bad reports even more. So number one, you know, you're going through fear, or even if you just, you know, you don't want to walk in that at all, or you, you want that anxiety to stay back or whatever the case might be, one of the ways to stop feeding on bad and negative news, number two, is start reading good and, and start feeding on good and positive news. So this looks like, you know, finding those stories with hopeful messages, finding those things that um, even in your own life that you overcame or you, you thought one thing and, you know, it was something, it was something, it ended up like completely different, like better than, than what you were expecting and recounting not like the, the mishaps or the, the hurtful things, but actually like the good things that brought you joy, that brought you happiness, that brought you peace and love and these good things. And number three, is imagining the best playing out in the situation. Like it's so easy, uh, you know, to to get into gossip and, and to get into these things, but what would it look like if you imagined like the best for a person? What would it look like for you to imagine like the best of a situation? So that's three ways to battle, uh, to combat fear. And, and, you know, I, I really believe that it'll it'll benefit your life, especially now with everything that's going on. So um, if you want any more content, you could go. You could check me out on Medium, Patrick V. Murray, or also go to my website, patrickvmurray.com, um, and also you know subscribe to the podcast from wherever you're listening it, listening to it from. Um, feedback is always welcome. Message me, email me, whatever. Uh, you can find my email on my, my website, or you could you know you could connect with me through the connect tab. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much, and see you next time.